Welcome to RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and today's guest is one of the brightest and prettiest and most educated faces in rodeo. Her name is Miss Rodeo America, also known as Haley Fredrickson. During this monthly Rodeo Kids Zoom, she joined us to answer all kinds of questions from the kids and share her journey and what it takes to become Miss Rodeo America, what it means, some of the obstacles that she's faced, how she's overcome the thoughts and fears and worries and doubts that come with putting yourself in front of so many people in such an esteemed role and in a place that people are required to judge you. She has lots of great advice on how to overcome and face those fears and to keep a smile on your face and not to mention all the things that rodeo queens do. A lot of us don't realize how important a rodeo queen's job is, that they show up days before the rodeo to go into local schools and interact with the community, educate fans, and inspire others to come out to the rodeo and check it out, always learning and sharing her information as well as a pretty smile and just welcoming everybody to come to the show. They have a duty inside of the arena to help keep things rolling and answer questions of contestants and people who might not know otherwise, make sure that they push cattle out and just be a wealth of knowledge for the industry as a whole. So they have a huge responsibility. And today, Haley, Miss Rodeo America, shares that information with us, answers a bunch of great questions asked by the rodeo kids who showed up for the Zoom. These Zooms are a fantastic opportunity for kids, adults, everybody in your family to learn from some of the best in the business. These people come and they pour their hearts out and they answer all sorts of questions to try to help give some guidance, some perspective, advice, and just share their stories for those who come behind them so that they can learn and grow and be successful as well. So check out that next Rodeo Kids Zoo. It will be posted soon and you can find all the information on rodeokids.com. Don't forget, everyone is invited. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your friends at school or at work who maybe don't know that this podcast exists or that the Zooms exist and invite them to join on because we want more and more people to get involved, to understand, to grow, to educate, to learn, to invite all of the things that it takes to keep this industry rolling. So check those all out on rodeokids.com and give us a follow on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to stay tuned with what's coming up next. Now, let's get started with Miss Rodeo America. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Okay, welcome to the Rodeo Kids Zoom, Miss Rodeo America. How cool is this that we get the opportunity to talk to such an amazingly influential person just herself as an individual and in the industry like the roles that a rodeo queen in general plays is more than what I ever realized when I decided or we started talking about having you on as a guest um the Wendy the girl that works for me and I started talking about like what all does a rodeo queen do and like 
it, it's a rabbit hole because you guys do so many things um, that we don't usually realize. So I'm excited to shed light on that. And just like everybody that we have on the Zoom, you guys have all heard before that um, everybody has a story and she didn't just get to be Miss Rodeo America and wear a pretty crown and have a pretty face and not have her own fair share of challenges along the way. It's not, um, you know, it's an earned title that takes a lot to, to get. So I'm going to turn it over to Haley um, to share her story and we'll go through Haley. And usually we just let you talk about your journey for a little while. And once you get to a point where you're ready to take questions and we turn it over to the kids, um, guys, if you can use your uh, hand up in your emote or in your emojis and stuff, your reactions. That's the best way for me to be able to keep track of it. If not, I'll do my best to keep track in the chat as well with questions. So go ahead, Haley. Well, thank you so much, Camry. And just as she had said, yes, I am Haley Fredrickson, Miss Rodeo America 2022. And I have to say I'm honored to be a part of this Rodeo Kids Zoom meeting today. Uh, I saw you all had Tilden Hooper. Of course, I'm not riding any Bronx, but <laughs> I definitely know a little bit, uh, actually a lot about Rodeo. So for those that are unfamiliar of what I do or who I am, it is not just about all the glitz and glam. Yes, that is part of the job, but I am a cowgirl, and that is my first and foremost job. As I'm sure you all have seen at rodeos before, there are girls that wear crowns and sashes and belt buckles, and we usually carry sponsor flags. We usually present the American flag. Our primary job is to make sure the rodeo production runs smoothly. Therefore, we are taking those jobs that a lot of people don't take, and we perform those out in the rodeo arena. So we're not competing. We are just making sure that the rodeo production runs smoothly and we are helping out as much as possible. And yes, we are not afraid to get our hands dirty. Another important job of being a rodeo queen in general is being an ambassador or a spokesperson for the professional sport of rodeo and agriculture. So as of course, the Cowboy Channel has done a phenomenal job with getting those cowboys and cowgirl stories out there when they're not in the rodeo arena. But before then, we didn't have a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with those contestants. We didn't get to hear their stories. So as a rodeo queen, we were their spokesperson. We had to be knowledgeable both about what happens in the arena and outside of the arena. So we had to make sure that we knew exactly how those contestants were doing so that we could share their stories. But we have the Cowboy Channel now, which really helps to tell their story uh, in and out of the rodeo arena. But us as rodeo queens, we still are those spokespersons. And a lot of the times who we are talking to are people that are unfamiliar with the sport of rodeo. So I love to kind of seek out those fans that this is their first ever rodeo to be at and have them know that they can ask me any question because let's be honest, I know a lot of us have probably grown doing rodeo, which I have myself. So to me, it's no brainer what's going on in the rodeo arena. But for some, for those that are, this is their first rodeo, there's a lot going on. It's not like your, t your other professional sports, correct? We have 
now eight different events going on instead of just one event. So there's a lot of different components that are going on in the rodeo arena. So it can be confusing for some that have never been to a rodeo before. So I'm always there to answer questions that rodeo fans may have. And I also mentioned too that I am a ambassador and a spokesperson for agriculture. To me, rodeo and agriculture go hand in hand. Uh, compared to other professional sports, instead of being paid to play, we pay to play. So we are not always guaranteed a paycheck at the end of the day. So a lot of these cowboys and cowgirls go back home to their working farms and ranches to get a paycheck that is assured sometimes. I don't know with this weather, we'll see how it pans out for our farmers and ranchers. I'm getting blown away here in Colorado. So that is another thing too that I find very important. And it's another hard hit industry. Both rodeo and agriculture have a lot of, of critics behind it. So it's important to me to represent both industries and to put uh, the correct information for people to make their opinions and uh, judge their basis on. Uh, but a little bit about me personally. So again, my name is Haley Fredrickson and I am Miss Rodeo America. I am from the Centennial State of Colorado. So for those that are unfamiliar with how it or the process of becoming a rodeo queen, I had to be Miss Rodeo Colorado in order to try out for Miss Rodeo America. So of course we all know what COVID is. I won't bring up the word too many times because I'm sure we're tired of hearing of it, but I was crowned Miss Rodeo Colorado in 2019. Uh, I was a lady in waiting for six months, meaning I had six months to kind of get myself together and get ready for my year as Miss Rodeo Colorado 2020. And of course the world came crashing down in 2020. So I received a second year as Miss Rodeo Colorado. So I served two years as a state queen. Uh, they canceled the Miss Rodeo America pageant. That was a dream of mine to even just try out for. So I didn't want to let that opportunity slip through my fingers because of something that I couldn't control. And so I stayed on another year. And uh, I obviously don't regret it because I walked away with the title of Miss Rodeo America. Uh, it's been since 2001 since we've had a Miss Rodeo Colorado become Miss Rodeo America. So it's probably safe to say it was long overdue to see the Landstrom's Black Hills Gold back in the Centennial State. Um, but just as Camry said, it takes a lot more than just being a great smile, big hair, and fake eyelashes, right? Uh, you probably can all attest to this. It takes a lot of work to succeed in the rodeo arena. And I can say it takes a lot of work to be a rodeo queen. Uh, not only do we have to be cowgirls, but we also have to be great spokespersons, like I said. So I talk a lot. I talk uh, at appearances, school visits, at the rodeo arena, you name it, I'm always talking. So I have to be a good uh, speaker. Uh, I have to present my way in a professional manner. So there's a lot of work that goes into being a rodeo queen. So we go through a pageant in order to become a rodeo queen. Uh, Miss Rodeo Colorado was uh, two pageants. We have a prelims and a finals. Uh, that's different from, from other states. But the Miss Rodeo America pageant is an eight day long pageant held in conjunction with the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas. I hope you all have been. 
and it consists of a series of events, but we are judged on three major categories, which is appearance, personality, and horsemanship. So yes, we are a pageant, but we are completely different from the other pageants that you have seen because our talent is horses and we are cowgirls. So we are judged on our horsemanship ability. So over those eight days, we go through, like I said, a series of events based off those three categories. Uh, so we do horsemanship where we get on uh, draw horses that we've never been on before and have to compete a reigning pattern, usually level one through three, and rail work. Then we also have to do two interviews, horsemanship and personality interview, where they ask us a series of questions based on our rodeo knowledge, the study of hypology, and of course, getting to know us as a person. And we also have to do extemporaneous speaking, where we have to prepare a minute and a half speech in 10 minutes. Uh, we also do impromptu questions on stage where we don't know what the question is, but we have to answer it on stage. And that could be either a personality, current event, or a rodeo question. Uh, we also do modeling too, um, a written test based off of our rodeo knowledge. And of course, this is again, this is over the course of eight days. And the girl who places the most consistent in all those categories comes home with the crown. I did, I was a one category winner. I won appearance this year at Miss Rodeo America. Um, and appearance to me, a lot of people might think it's a, a self-conceited uh, category, but it is not. To me, appearance is very important, especially to a rodeo queen. I compare appearance to a gift. So say you were given a gift that was wrapped in newspaper and it looked a little messy, but then you were given a gift that was wrapped in a beautiful wrapping paper with a big bow. Which one are you going to want to open first, right? You're going to want to open the beautifully wrapped present. So just like appearance, who are you going to want to talk to first? A girl that's not polished or a girl that is polished? So we want people, we gravitate towards people so that they can talk to us. So that is the importance behind appearance to me. I want people to look at me like, oh, I want to go talk to her. Look at all that sparkle. I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her about rodeo. So that is to me the importance behind appearance. Uh, so that is the Miss Rodeo America pageant. Um, and of course, I uh, more about me personally, I grew up in the saddle. So there are pictures of my mom holding me up in the saddle before I could even sit up as a baby. So I practically grew up in the saddle. Uh, my mom's a barrel racer. So I followed in her footsteps for a long time and did barrels. Um, and I am an only child. So I think my dad got tired of watching my mom and I do barrels all the time. So he finally put a rope in my hand and said, you're going to start to learn how to rope. I said, all right, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. So now I'm learning how to team rope and I'm really enjoying it right now. Uh, the end goal is to get into breakaway roping. Of course, we all know about that. Right, girls? <laughs> that is huge. I am, I couldn't be more excited. I'm over the moon to see another women's event in the professional sport of rodeo. Super exciting. I have no doubt that we will see almost every single major PRCA rodeo include uh, breakaway roping. And I have no doubt that it will be in the actual NFR performance here pretty soon. Uh, it's one of the quickest events. Um, so I have no doubt it'll not take up any time in the actual NFR performance. So it'll be easy to add in. Um, but that's a little bit about me. I really want to take this opportunity to uh, open the floor up to some questions that you all may have. Uh, again, there's a lot behind being a rodeo queen. So uh, either your questions can be about specific to my job as Miss Rodeo America or to me personally as a cowgirl. So 
I am open to any questions. Yeah, and you guys just start raising up your hands or like I said, you can put it in the chat as well. I've got lots of questions, so you guys better start firing them off before I get started. <laughs> as they, I guess, as they start, they can, as they start putting their hands up, what made you want to get started as a queen? And then Weston will go right to you. Why did I want to get started? Is that your question? Yeah. So I held my very first Rodeo Queen title back in 2009, probably before some of you were even born. Uh, I was a local rodeo princess. And that same year, I had met Miss Rodeo Colorado and Miss Rodeo America. And I just saw them and I just thought, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. They can ride horses. They get to go to all these awesome rodeos. I want to be them someday. So I made it a goal for since that day to... First of all, be Miss Rodeo Colorado. I knew I could be her. Um, cool story behind that. I tried out for Miss Rodeo Colorado twice. I did not win my first year. Um, but I told myself, I don't know when I'm going to be Miss Rodeo Colorado, but I know I'm going to be her. I had, I had multiple years to try out, so I had some time. And one of my favorite quotes is, a winner was a loser that tried one more time. And that couldn't be more true. I was a loser that first year, but I became a winner that second year because I tried one more time. And it could be multiple times that you try. Uh, just because you go through something hard in life doesn't mean you can't go back at it with even harder grit. And again, I truly believe in hard work. I know uh, Camry and I kind of talked about it at first, uh, you know, working hard to get to where you wanna be, to get to that goal to succeeding. Um, nothing comes easy. Nothing just lands in your lap. Um, so to be a rodeo queen, to be a good rodeo athlete, you have to work hard at it. Um, nothing comes without good practice. And does that, so that, I, does that sound familiar, guys? Does that sound like something else we talk about a lot? <laughs> yeah, the winner learn. One of our mottos at Rodeo Kids, and we have a t-shirt that says, winner learn, I never lose. I love so, that. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, I feel right like along I, the same lines. Yeah, I feel like I've learned more from losing than I have from winning. And mm -hmm. even though I'm wearing the Miss Rodeo America crown, I still tell girls when I go to Rodeo Queen Clinics that I'm still learning. I'm still sitting in that same exact seat as you right now, learning with you. Because I'm not perfect. The only one perfect is the man upstairs, okay? So I am always still learning. Uh, I always say have an open mind because there's things that other people know that you do not know. Um, so always have that open mind, always have that willingness to learn because you never know what you could pick up and it can help you in the future. Yes. All right. Go ahead, Weston, and then we'll go to Adeline and then Riley Bevan. Where at in Colorado would you live? So I'm still in Colorado. Uh, I'm in Wellington, Colorado. So I'm way up north. I'm actually the last exit you hit before heading into Wyoming. So I'm about 30 minutes from Cheyenne, Wyoming, the daddy of them all. Nice. Adeline Fisher. Oh, she can unmute herself. What is your favorite part of being Miss Rodeo America? 
That is a great question and one that I get asked quite a bit. Uh, my favorite part of being Miss Rodeo America is actually getting to go to these rodeos that I had been seeing on Cowboy Channel for so long. Uh, so actually getting to be a part of them has been a dream come true. One of them that I just got done with that was in my bucket list was uh, Rodeo Houston. And I was there for 26 days. So I was there for the whole duration of Rodeo Houston. And for those that have, haven't been, I highly encourage you to go. Just the magnitude of that production, the, the, the size of it just surprised me and just blew me away every single time I was in that arena. I didn't care for how, many, how long I was there for. It still blew me out of the water. So definitely go to Rodeo Houston if you can. Yeah. Riley Bevan, um, she can't talk because of her audio situation right now, but her question is, what did you do differently after you didn't win Miss Rodeo America? That's a great question. So uh, Miss Rodeo Colorado, uh, I think some other states too, but our judges give us feedback of, uh, after pageant on how we can improve. Of course, I read all the feedback. Um, another thing too, and I'm sure you all go through this too, I, I'm sure you all seek out opinions and, and critiques in order to help yourself in the arena. Well, I do the same thing with Rodeo Queening too, but I had so many people telling me different comments that I, it came to the point where I just had to focus in on myself. I had to focus in what did I think was going to benefit me the most. So we know racehorses, right? They run with these blinders on. Well, the reason why they run with these blinders on is so that they're not focused on the horses next to them. So I always say, run your own race, run with your blinders on. Don't focus about what other people are doing because that's gonna hold you back. Focus on what you can do to make yourself better. So I took in critiques that I thought would benefit me and I also just focused in on myself. I didn't focus about what, uh, how many other horses that contestant was riding or what uh, materials she was studying from. I focused in on what I could do, what I knew, how I can make myself better. Um, and then also to the judges feedback was that they thought I was too polished. They didn't know who Haley Fredrickson was. And I thought to myself, well, I know who I am and I want people to, to acknowledge that as well. I want people to appreciate for who I am. Uh, I have so much life and energy and passion to bring out that I want people to feel that. So I really focused in on myself and showing who Haley Fredrickson was. And that really helped me uh, accomplish my goal of becoming Miss Rodeo America or Miss Rodeo Colorado and Miss Rodeo America. Yeah, I think that goes along with um, being vulnerable. You know, I think sometimes we get to where, you know, in your position, you're clearly trying to impress the judges and you're trying to say the right things and do all of that. But at the same time, or maybe not vulnerable is not necessarily the right word, but authentic, you know, just making sure that we're still being genuinely who we are, even though you're in a position where you're trying to impress people because obviously you're in a contest. Um, Absolutely. And I think vulner being vulnerable is a great strength that we can all have um, because that's hard to do. That's hard letting other people in that may not know us. You're just saying, I'm being put up on stage on my own to allow four other people to give me their opinions about myself. That takes huge vulnerability, right? Even if we're not being judged by a person, whether it's by a, a timer or a person, you know, that takes a lot of strength to do. So kudos to you all and have some vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll go to Victoria and then Mason, and then we'll go back to the chat for a few questions. So you, oh, well, I think I saw. 
You're good. good. Okay. I think I saw somewhere that you that you went to CSU, right? I did. Yes. So did you compete on the rodeo team since you said you did barrel race? So, you know what, our rodeo, our rodeo team was non-existent when I was there at CSU, unfortunately, but we have uh, recently received a, a new coach. So our rodeo team is back, back up and at it. Um, so no, I did not compete on the rodeo team at CSU. Um, I just competed at local jackpots around the area. We have a ton here in Northern oh, yeah. Colorado. <laughs> uh, so I've been very fortunate with that. And like I said, my mom barrel raced too. So uh, we killed two birds with one stone, so to speak. But now I'm starting to rope with my dad. There's plenty of jackpots around here too. So I have no uh, no desire to rodeo professionally. I just kind of want to jackpot around. Um, my main uh, focus, especially with my degree that I earned from CSU, is to pursue a marketing career for the rodeo industry. Okay. Very you cool. you jackpots at Double Check Bunny Champ? Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I go to CSU and I'm on the team. That's why I was asking. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, then you know the whole shebang about the rodeo team then. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Yes, no, I graduated in 2019. So oh, um, really cool. I remember them sitting out at the in the quad, literally just trying to recruit people to be a part of the team. And I felt so bad. Um, so it makes me so happy to see that they are starting to revamp that team. And you have a great coach now. He's actually gotten to yeah. come out to the Miss Rodeo Colorado Clinic and talk about uh you know rodeo and the rodeo team there at csu so awesome i'm so glad to, to hear that and hey neighbor <laughs> hi yeah <laughs> awesome okay go ahead mason um so we are you you live somewhere near the feather lakes region or red feather lakes red region feather lakes i don't think so is that in the i think it's like i i couldn't i can't quite remember how colorado is positioned by Wyoming, but it's like 50 miles, 50, 70 miles north of Fort Collins. Okay, so. So, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, is Redfeather Lakes in Wyoming? No, it's in Colorado. It's Colorado. It's right on the border. Um, I was just wondering because that's where we elk hunt. Okay, yeah. Well, great place to elk hunt. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of, it sounds like it's near uh, Steamboat Springs. Does that sound familiar? Maybe it's um there's there's a big ranch that's like 50, uh, 20 miles in off the main right. road, 30 miles in. Can't remember where it was, but they send like a I I don't know, it's probably it's probably pretty similar to all the other ones out there. So I uh from the foothills or the start of the mountains, I'm about Yeah, it's in the foothills. Okay. I'm only about 30 minutes. Uh, like Fort Collins is really close to me since I'm in Wellington. I'm, I'm about 15 minutes north of Fort Collins. Okay. Um, so it's probably right, right by you then. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm so busy out here riding my own horses. I don't ever go up to the mountains. So uh, yeah. I just get to look at them. I don't actually get to be them half the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have Sierra with a question. My question was, how hard is it to find a good queen horse and how and what does that horse need? That is a great question. 
and it's a little bit different for me. Um, local level, you can use your own horse. And I will say it is very hard to find a good queen horse because they essentially have to be completely bomb proof because they're not doing just one job in the arena like you would with your horse that you compete on. They're doing multiple jobs. So shagging cattle, running flags, standing still in the arena, which who would have guessed that that would be a hard job for a horse to do? It really is. Uh, I lucked out. I have a 70-year-old American Quarter Horse Buckskin. Um, he does not like to stand well with the American flag, so I always have to seek out another horse for that job. But he is phenomenal with shagging cattle and running sponsor flags. He likes to go. Um, however, as a state queen and as Miss Radio America, I have six great horses at home. I never get to ride my own as Miss Radio America. So when I travel to rodeos, I hop on whatever the stock contractor has for me or whatever mom pa have for me there um so that is why they judge us on horsemanship because they want to see how well we can read horses that we've never been on before and same goes for being a state uh, a state queen as well we never get to ride our own horses um i may get to ride my horse once this year and that's at the Greeley stampede because i'm only about 40 minutes from there so it's probably just easier for me to bring my own horse for that job but for the most case i'm on whatever they give me and i will say this sometimes you get great ones and sometimes ones that question or a little questionable but that's when you just have to buckle up and cowgirl up have you ever had like a wade sundell moment with <laughs> one that just cuts into like that's the last thing he expected i'm sure yes um uh <laughs> you know what it really makes our job look really hard when a grand entry horse cracks into like <laughs> um no i have not uh had a horse like that knock on wood um, but I have had a horse, uh, it was actually in Guymon, which I'll be heading to next week, super excited about. Uh, it was a horse that he could only face the arena. If you let him face away from the arena, he wouldn't go in. Well, before I went in with the flag, uh, that horse started kind of running towards the, or turning around away from the arena. So I about just touched both of my spurs uh, on the bottom of him and I just started having have him run into the arena <laughs> just to get him to go into the arena um, and all you could hear was the pickup men go oh my gosh <laughs> it was the only way to get that horse in so I haven't had any other crazy experiences yet usually they put us girls on horses that have carried flags and done this and that uh, but sometimes they're you get some interesting ones out of the bunch, I will say. But we're grateful for them all. Yes. All right. Cheney and then Brooke. How long did you want to be a rodeo queen? And what's your favorite rodeo to go to and why? Yes. Great question. So I did talk about it a little bit. So I uh, started rodeo cleaning in 2009. Of course, my parents had taken me to many rodeos before then, and I'm sure I wanted to be a rodeo queen well before 2009, but actually getting involved in it and seeing uh, behind the scenes of what it took to be a rodeo queen, I knew since then that I wanted to be one. Uh, one of my favorite rodeos that I've been to so far, um, like I said, has been Rodeo Houston. It's just a phenomenal rodeo. The production is huge. Nothing like I've ever been to before. Um, but I will say I am spoiled because I'm in between two great PRCA rodeos, um, Cheyenne Frontier Days. If you haven't been, it is called the Daddy of Them All for a reason. So getting to do my flyby there on that track is just something that I will never forget. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Brooke. 
When you were running for queen, what was your favorite on-stage question, and do you remember your answer? Yes. Um, so actually, my very favorite question I've ever been asked on stage was my final or top five question at Miss Rodeo America. So at coronation for Miss Rodeo America, so day eight, Sunday, uh, they have all these girls on stage. So I competed against 31 other states, and they announced a top 10. And then they narrow it down to a top five. So I was in the top five. And from there on out, they basically clean the slate and they judge who they're going to pick as Miss Rodeo America based on that top five question. And it's the same question for all, uh, all five of us girls. So I believe I was the third one up. And of course, all week, you know, I had done all right, you know, and there's things looking back that, man, I could have I answered that question better. Or, man, I could have sit in my saddle a little bit better. Um, but that question was the most important question for me to answer that entire week. And it was the easiest one for me to answer. Um, the question was uh, at the PRCA um, luncheon, they had Governor Christy Nome from South Dakota come and speak to us girls. And she talked about the pillars of her life that helped her get to where she is today. And one of them is working hard. And of course that resonated with me because my parents had taught me earlier on to work hard for what you want because nothing just lands in your lap. So my top five, my answer to that question was about working hard and how our rodeo athletes work hard too to get to where they are. And I just remember that question or that answer just flowed out of me. It, it felt like God was almost speaking through me. Uh, it was just the easiest question I could have ever answered out of that whole entire week. And I knew in that moment that I had a good chance at this crown. And lo and behold, I sure did. So favorite question and easiest question for me to answer. Yes. All right, go ahead, Tessa. And then we'll go back to Adeline. So I'm going to be doing my first Rodeo Queen pageant in August. <laughs> um, what, like, is there a pattern for the walk? And what is your suggestion for horsemanship outfit? Yes. So are, are you asking, is there a specific horsemanship pattern that you'll be competing in? No, for the, like, the modeling, the walk. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, great question. So uh, I'll answer your horsemanship outfit question first. So um, make sure to look at the rules for your pageant to see if they require you to wear something specific. So for when I was competing for Miss Rodeo Colorado, they required us to wear jeans, just plain jeans, and a nice button-down shirt. Uh, but for Miss Rodeo America, we have to wear monochromatic outfits, meaning that it had to be one solid color. Um, so make sure to go look at the rules for your pageant to see what is required of you for your horsemanship outfit. But um, if it's up to you, I would highly suggest doing a monochromatic outfit. So that one color or one color, it creates this long um, line. So if you are moving around in your saddle, you don't have a great seat or your calves are moving around a lot, it creates a solid line. So it looks like you're more solid in your seat. Uh, than what you really are. So it helps in your benefit, um, but to make it easy and cost effective, you can get a pair of dark Wrangler um, Q babies, and then your shirt can be a dark navy blue to match those jeans. 
So you're not having to spend a bunch of money on dyeing that outfit to match, but you're still creating that solid line and that monochromatic look. Um, your boots should be uh, probably a darker color as well, along with your belt and jewelry. Just do simple little studs and your hair pull back in a ponytail and you're good to go, girlfriend. Um, in terms of um, modeling pattern, so think of like your horsemanship pattern. You're going to do the same thing with modeling. So if you want, after this Zoom meeting, how about you message me personally and I will send you my modeling pattern so that you can take a look at that and maybe either use it or you can make your own. How does that sound? Perfect. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Adeline, and then Charlotte. Um, so I did the Rodeo Queen thing um, a couple of months ago, and you had to go through this, like, testing. And what was your hardest question that you had to answer on that? Was it a written test? Yes. Okay. Um, you know what? Looking back at the written test that I had taken at Miss Rodeo America, it's quite a blur. <laughs> um, I will say there were very few questions that I didn't know how to answer, but that just showed that I had studied for the exam and I, I knew how to answer those questions. Uh, some of the toughest ones, though, that I remember trying to answer to the, the best of my ability were questions out of the PRC rulebook, and they were specific to the committee themselves. So say a contestant had a val, uh, uh, they did something wrong in the arena and it was up to the committee's decision on how to go about with that uh, rule breaking. So I hadn't studied that, so to speak. I hadn't studied the committee side. I had studied more so on the contestant side and the judges rule book. So for me personally, that was hard for me to answer. Um, so I just kind of used some context clues to help me answer that question. But um, it sounds like, uh, what question did you struggle with on your written test? Can I ask? A lot. Um... There was a question that was like, I don't know this. And it was like, how are famous racehorses buried? And I was like, I don't know this. Yeah. And okay. So a great way to answer a question that you don't know, especially if it's in an interview, is some girls will respond saying, I don't know the answer, but I'll look it up and I'll get back to you. That's fine. But instead of saying get back to you, because sometimes girls forget to get back to the judges once they found those answers. So instead, in order to kind of keep the points that you already have, so to speak, versus just deducting them away from you, you can answer, say, you know what, that answer has slipped my mind, but I know exactly where I can find it. And I bet you I can find it on priority.com. And when I look when I look it up next time I'm at home, I'll be sure to know how to answer that question next time. So tell those judges that, hey, I know where to find that question or that answer. I just don't know right now, but that still shows you, hey, okay, this girl knows what she's talking about. She knows where to find those answers. So if you're in an interview setting, that's a great way to, to answer that question. Does that kind of help? Great. Thank you, Adeline. Yeah, and I hope you guys realize too that like these aren't just pageant answers either. You know, you're going to be in position someday when you're interviewing for jobs. Maybe you're involved in FFA or things we do through the Rodeo Kids Ambassador Program. Like these are life skills that she's talking about for the boys who are on here listening to. Like this is all stuff that applies to you as well. It's very important to listen to that kind of advice. 
Absolutely. And I'm, uh, you know, after being Miss Rodeo America, I don't get to try out for any other Rodeo Queen title after this. I am done. I am retired. No one wants to see me anymore after this year. Mm. <laughs> so I am moving on with my life. I'm going into a professional career. So what I have learned through Rodeo Queening will absolutely benefit me in my professional career, whether that's trying to get a job or when I'm actually in the job. So uh, again, people just think, oh, you're just doing this to be a rodeo queen. Actually, no, I'm doing this to help benefit my life. This is, these are skills mm-hmm. that I've used throughout my entire life. It's a huge resume builder. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead, Charlotte. Um, last year I was a rodeo princess. This year, what are some pageants you recommend me to enter? Okay, Miss Charlotte, where do you live? If you don't mind me asking. I live in Ladora, Iowa. In Iowa, okay. So I'm not familiar with Iowa, so to speak. I didn't get to go to many, or actually I didn't get to go to any rodeos in Iowa. Um, But what I would suggest you doing is I'm sure you probably compete in local jackpots and gymkhanas and saddle clubs. Is that what you do, Charlotte? Um, I've done one jackpot and I've competed in, I've done some saddle club stuff. Okay, and you did hold a previous rodeo queen title? Yes. So what I would do is maybe actually go back to that organization that you held a title for and be like, hey, I'm interested in uh, running for another title. Is there another local title that I can run for? And I'm sure they're going to have ideas for you. Um, I don't have any ideas for you because I don't live in Iowa, but um, that would be my first suggestion is to go back to where you held your title and see what they uh, have have to offer. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've had in this position or just in rodeo in general? Yeah, um, there's, there's quite a few. Um, people not understanding exactly my job uh, as a rodeo queen. You know, they just think, oh, you're just there to carry flags and, you know, the, the normal, normal job as a rodeo queen. And there's so much more behind it. I mean, they don't realize that I'm not just coming there for the rodeo. I do, I'm there three days before the rodeo, doing school visits, visiting sponsors that help make the rodeos possible. I'm doing all the background work that a lot of those contestants don't have time to do because they're trying to travel to get to that rodeo. So there's a lot more behind rodeo cleaning than a lot of people know. And that's another thing too that I I find uh, important for me to share is just my personal story of being a rodeo queen because a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into being a rodeo queen and how much work we put into being ambassadors for this sport that we love so much and yes we are cowgirls we're not just glitz and glam we aren't afraid to get our hands dirty you know and um, so breaking those barriers that some people have or personas that people think of us as rodeo queens has probably been the most difficult thing um, as a rodeo queen that I've experienced throughout my entire rodeo queening career. Yeah. And I just want to remind you guys too, that like when we look at the banners on the fences and the people in the stands and all of that, that is what actually pays for us to be able to rodeo. Our entry fees get to come back to us for the most part and pay for the stock. But in order for those facilities, like when you go to your local fairgrounds or to your youth rodeos or junior high rodeos, or even the NFR, 
all of that or a huge majority of that is paid for through sponsorships and through the people who come to watch the rodeo. And so her job is amongst everything else that she's talked about is to be an ambassador and go get these people excited about it so that we can continue doing this. Um, that's one of those things that happens outside of the arena that we often don't see when we're in it all the time. So um, when we, you know, we've talked a little bit about, we did a, our ambassador and pony pro zooms last month. We're all about uh, being the animal rights type of stuff and how to handle those type of conversations and being an ambassador outside of the arena as well, because it's really important for us to do our part and invite other people to be involved as, as well as hers. So. Absolutely. And I think it's important to carry that passion that we have with our animal athletes in the arena and carry that outside of the arena too. And that's a huge part of what us rodeo queens do is we're passionate both in and out of the arena. And for example, like Guyman that I'm going to next week, I get there on Tuesday, but the actual first performance doesn't start until Friday night. So what the mm -hmm. heck am I doing there for four days before the perf? I'm visiting schools. I'm going to sponsors. Of course, I'm not the one uh, adding money or getting the added money for the total purse, but I am helping for next year's uh, total purse, so to speak, uh, so that they continue to sponsor those rodeos and be supportive of our rodeo athletes that travel all this way for those rodeos. Yes. Okay. We have a question from Paisley. I assume it's Paisley Nichols. Um, she would like to know how to handle being nervous and having more confidence. Do you do anything before an interview to help with those kinds of nerves? Yes, that is a great question. So my mom taught me um, quite a few years ago that I would get very nervous. I mean, it, you're putting yourself in front of situations that normal pe people wouldn't, right? You're you're, you're putting yourself to, to speak in front of other people or even riding a horse that you don't know in front of other people. That's nerve wracking too. So she told me- to nervous, me. just real quick. How many of you guys get nervous or have put yourself in a nervous situation? Everybody here and that, so this doesn't just go for Queens either. This goes for everything that you guys do. So listen good. This is the kind of advice that we need to seek from others. So my mom taught me to use my nerves to my benefit, meaning- <laughs> Everyone gets those little butterflies in their stomach, right? And sometimes it can make you sick to your stomach. How about instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. How about use them to feel like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to go out there in the rodeo arena and compete. I'm excited to go out and carry this flag. I'm, I'm excited to talk in front of other people. So use those nerves to your benefit. Use them to get excited because this is something that you're passionate about. And that's another thing too. The reason why you get nervous is because you are passionate about what you're doing. So don't look at them in a negative sense. Look at them as a positive way. I'm always looking at the glass half full versus half empty. So the reason why I'm nervous is because I want to do well. And that's not a bad thing. We always want to do well, right? Yeah. And a way to help calm my nerves is I love to dance. I'm a dancer at heart. So I do little dances in the background sometimes to get my, my nerves pumped up to an excitement level. But I also do this, especially when I'm in the saddle. I lick my lips and wiggle my toes. It distracts me from being nervous. Licking my lips distracts me because who licks their lips all the time? But the wiggling the toes, as many of you know, our horses can sense a lot and they sense nervous energy first and foremost. And a lot of that is from tensing our legs in the saddle. 
to them that creates a nervous environment. Wiggling your toes actually helps release that nervous tension from your legs so your horses don't feel as nervous or don't feel that tension as much. So I'm always wiggling my legs in the saddle, especially when I'm out there carrying the American, holding still while millions of people are watching me. I am wiggling my toes in that saddle. So that's the secret way that I help kind of break those nerves. That's one of my favorite things too. I always tell my students, wiggle your fingers and toes. It takes that energy and takes it out. And I tell them to pretend like there's the excited, negative, anxious energy is going out of your fingers and the calm is coming in. Exactly. And I always yell at my mom before she goes in the in the arena to run barrels. I'm like, lick your lips, wiggle your toes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Chaney, go ahead and ask your question. And then we're going to go, we've got one more question after that. What would you do if you weren't in, involved in the rodeo industry? Yeah, that is a great question. Well, if I wasn't involved in the rodeo industry, I absolutely love music. So I think I would be in the music industry. I am a huge Morgan Wallen fan. So hopefully, maybe I would work for him. Who knows? But uh, music has always been a soother to me. It's something that I'm constantly listening to, whether I'm in the saddle or out of the saddle. I'm always listening to music. Um, musicality is something that's always come natural to me, especially being a dancer. Um, I love singing. So if I wasn't in the rodeo industry, I'd probably be in the music industry. Um, I would not be the one singing. Let me just clear clear that up. Uh, I would be in the background, probably managing a singer. Um, but I am here to stay in the rodeo industry because this is an industry that I grew up in. I am very passionate about. And it's an industry that needs our voice more than ever. And that's an industry that I cannot leave and I would never leave behind. So I'm here to stay in the rodeo industry. Do you have a special talent? <laughs> Like for a talent show type thing? I um, I kind of do. And I did it at America. And when I told my parents I was going to do it at America, they said, Haley, for the love of God, please don't do that. But here I am. I won the title. So it must have it must have helped me. Um, I can't whistle naturally. So I fake whistle. Oh, fun. And that's being vulnerable. Again, you won the title by being vulnerable and doing something that Others told you not to, but it was who you were. Exactly. Do y'all want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Okay. This might be really loud, but we'll see. Ready? <laughs> there That's you just go. Screaming very loudly. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds okay. Yeah. Jace, you have a question, and then we'll go to Emma. Um, hi, Vinny. Become the rodeo queen. How did I become a rodeo queen? Yeah. Yes, great question. Well, in my introduction, I had talked about a pageant that I go through. So very similar to like your Miss USA or Miss America or Miss Universe. We also go through a pageant. However, our talent is not waving batons and singing. We ride horses for our talent. And we also pride ourselves on being a scholarship opportunity. So after winning Miss Rodeo America, I've actually walked away with $20,000 in scholarships. So I will be pursuing my master's degree, but on the side note here, we go through an eight day long pageant where we are judged on personality, appearance and horsemanship. And I go through a series of events where I do horsemanship, interview, 
uh, interviews, speaking, modeling, and a written test. And whoever or whichever girl, uh, her points are the most consistent amongst those eight days, wins the title of Miss Rodeo America. And of course, the judging does not stop there. It goes on throughout this whole entire year. I have to, of mm -hmm. course, uphold my responsibilities and my job. Um, this is a full-time position. I do not work outside of being Miss Rodeo America. Um, and it is a paid position, so that's pretty cool too. Um, but that is the process of becoming Miss Rodeo America. And I competed against 31 other states. Wow. Emma asks, what was your first rodeo? And then we're going to wrap it up. So if anybody has, if we will take one or two more questions, if anybody has them. My first rodeo as America. Oh, accidentally muted you. There we go. <laughs> uh, my first rodeo as America, I'm assuming. Um, I'm not sure. She's in the car, so she can't. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll answer that one. Um, my first rodeo that I got to be a part of as Miss Rodeo America was actually uh, in my home state of Colorado and the National Western Stock Show. And it's always the first rodeo for Miss Rodeo America. We're there for 26 days, uh, the best 16 days in January. It's a long run, um, 26 performances. Uh, we have Super Saturdays, which are three perfs a day. Those are those are a ringer, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, of course, it was a huge honor to, of course, bring the Landstrom Black Hills Gold Crown to Colorado, but to have my first rodeo as Miss Rodeo America in my home state, it was absolutely special. Yeah, very cool. Okay, Cameron and then Charlotte, and then we're going to wrap it up. What, what advice would you give someone who is running for rodeo queen? Great question, and that is the million-dollar question, I will say. Miss Cameron, the best advice I can give you for whether this is under a crown and sash or just in general in life is to please be yourself. God made us beautifully and wonderfully made for a reason. So embrace that because you are beautiful. You have something to offer this world and please use it. Uh, I always say other people's shoes are already taken. Why take them? right? Fill your own shoes, make your own mark, make your own history, leave your own legacy and just be yourself. And my mom has taught me that, well, both my parents have been influential in my life and they've always told me to be yourself. And of course it never rang true until I, I started rodeo queening because you are receiving a bunch of different opinions from people that don't even know who you are. And so it's important to, to be yourself because at the end of the day, it matters to you on who you're happy with, what kind of person you've laid out there for other people to see. And personally, I want people to see me for who I am and I'm proud of that. So I want to be myself. So Miss Cameron, please be yourself. That is great advice. Okay, Charlotte. If you could qualify in any rodeo, what would it be? Ah, good question. Well, girlfriend, you know what? I'd love to qualify for the American because shoot, I'd have a one-way ticket to the end of our mm -hmm. <laughs> easy run getting there. Uh, you know, I was really disappointed. I didn't get to go to the American this year. I was actually at Rodeo Houston instead. Um, but if there was another rodeo that I could qualify for, I mean, come on, NFR for sure. That would be an absolute dream come true. Yeah. Which event would you want to go in? Probably breakaway. I, you know, mm -hmm. I've done barrels for so long. 
I'm glad that my dad switched it up because there was part of me that didn't have the same passion and I didn't have a good horse to run on um, currently. So uh, what we had was good rope horses and it's brought that passion back out in me. So I've really enjoyed, um, I enjoy learning new things and I also enjoy challenging myself. And to me, barrels wasn't challenging myself, but roping mm-hmm. has challenged me. And so it's brought the passion back out. So uh, definitely breakaway. Yeah. And when you talk about passion, we've used that word a lot. And I love that word because I think it's such an important thing. And in anything that we do in life um, for whether it's rodeo or work or fun or play or whatever, you know, there's things that are going to set our soul on fire and that's what we want to pursue. And if we don't have that, then we probably need to look a different direction. But what does passion mean to you? Yeah. Oh gosh. Passion means something that you eat, breathe, and sleep every single day. It is something that when someone offends you about it, it gets your blood a boiling. It gets your skin to crawling. It makes you want to stand up and voice your opinion, right? So passion to me is, is expressing something that you just absolutely love. And also to, you know, I talk about being an ambassador and sharing my passion, but instead of ambassador, because I I feel like that's a word that's overused as well. I like to consider myself a steward. So I was actually an animal science steward at CSU. And our job was to not only promote the the department that we were in as animal sciences, uh, animal science majors, but also recruit people into our department. And so to me, as someone that is a spokesperson for rodeo, I am a steward. I am not only promoting something that I am passionate about, but I'm also recruiting people in because that's the only way to grow this sport. And I'm telling you right now, please, please, please be open and kind to everyone you meet that is wanting to know more about this lifestyle, that is wanting to get involved in rodeo. That is the only way we grow this sport. So please don't be ignorant to those around you. Please welcome everyone in that you can because that is the only way we're going to make this sport grow and last for a lifetime. Okay, we're down to the last five minutes. Um, and one question that I would like to a- ask you, and then you can wrap it up with whatever other advice you have. But what is something that you do? Is there like quotes, Bible verses, thoughts, uh, practices? How do you keep yourself going when things do get difficult? Yes, um, like I said, I've always... I've always stayed in this positive mindset, um, glass half full versus half empty. And even when things get tough, it's hard to see it uh, in a positive way, especially when I am receiving so many different opinions from people that don't even know who I am. And honestly, that's just when you have to, at the end of the day, whose opinion matters most, them or mine? Mine to me matters the most. That's what's going to make me happy at the end of the day. And that's what I want to remind you all too, especially with social media, right? We are constantly receiving feedback from other people that don't know who we are. And at the end of the day, I want you all to remind yourself, who am I going to be happy with? Other people's opinions or mine? And that's going to be yours. So I always have to remind myself that other people's opinions don't matter. It is what, it is what my opinion matters. And of course, God's opinion. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's the one judging us, no one else. Very good. I love that. Okay. Do you have anything else that you would like to add or share with these kids? Yes. I just want to thank you all so much for taking the time out of your Sunday. I know some of y'all are coming out from rodeos. 
Uh, I know my dad just got back from roping too. So I know it's a, it's a busy, busy weekend. Of course, with Brody is getting uh, back at it and out it. Um, but I just want to say thank you all so much for having me on today. Um, I am an open book, meaning if you all have any questions pertaining to pageants, rodeo queening, life, rodeo, you name it, I'm here for you. And that goes for all of us contestants out there. We are all here for you. We are all one big family. So if there's any questions or anything that you all need help with, please, please, please don't be afraid to reach out. Um, you can follow me on Miss Rodeo America Facebook and Instagram page. I do have a personal page and you can message me on there as well. Um, and I just can't wait to watch all your guys' uh, adventures and journeys. Sounds like you all are, are some pretty phenomenal kids. And of course, thank you again, Camry, for inviting me on tonight. Um, and I just wish you all the best and safe travels on the rodeo road. Yes. And thank you so much. I have the address in the chat. Um, I'll also post it on the Rodeo Kids Ambassador page for you guys to send thank yous. Um, I am also going to send a link for a where you can fill out if you would like to have an autograph. So I'm going to send that right now and I'll put that on the Ambassador and the Rodeo Kids page as well because she has volunteered to send you guys um, autograph sheets. So Let's all give her a big thank you. And we just appreciate everything that you do. And thank you for taking the time out of your day. So much valuable advice. And I think we all need to continue educating ourselves. And like you said, being open to learning, inviting, and sharing all of this knowledge about rodeo and the Western industry so that we can keep it going strong. Because together, we have to do it. Because we can't do it alone. We can't put it all on her shoulders. We all get to be good ambassadors. Yes, together we are stronger. And you all too, especially, you are the future generation. You are what is going to grow this sport into the amazing lifestyle that it is. So please continue it. Please continue. Thank you all for tuning in to the RodeoKids.com podcast with Miss Rodeo America. We had a few little technical difficulties at the end, but that message was spot on and something that we all need to hear and that we all need to remind ourselves of often. We are all powerful and beautiful and have so much to offer the world. So keep being you and keep going after and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or family member or somebody that you think might benefit from it. Maybe you have somebody that looks up to you, a young lady or a young gentleman who you know wants to get into the industry, or maybe they want to be a rodeo queen or princess. Uh, let them know about this and let them know about the opportunities that we have on rodeokids.com. We have some exciting new things coming, so Stay tuned and give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to stay up to date with all of the cool happenings that we have going on rodeokids.com. God bless everybody. Safe travels, good luck, and tune in again next week.